Michelle is a musician with albums released as Everyone Except Me and artist behind the post-apocalyptic webcomic Stray Cats. She's kind, a bit shy, and furiously creative. Henrik is a filmmaker with over two dozen films and TV shows as producer, director, and occasionally host. He also released a couple of music albums. He's bombastic, larger than life, and tenacious almost to a fault. Together, they've been best friends for a decade. This show is awkward. Hello, Michelle. Hey. So, are we are we gonna are we gonna talk about it, or are we gonna just let that let it go forever? What that that I like couldn't that it wouldn't it wasn't <laughs> case sensitive and it wouldn't let me put an but, uppercase N. <laughs> that that you were like, oh God, I have to log into Facebook. You don't understand how this is gonna go. You know, I don't use Firefox. I only use it for this fucking program because it won't interact with Chrome very well. So really? nothing is saved. Yeah. I had to stop using Firefox because it worked so much less good with this than Chrome. This is the only way that I can, can actually see anything that's not like pixelated blobs. So. I mean, it sounds like that sounds like a personal problem. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm sorry that you don't know your passwords. If it makes I you feel any better, do I don't know my passwords. <laughs> okay. If you say so, do you want, do you want to say your passwords over the air right now so that people can remember them for you? So you can just uh, like text people. Honestly, I don't even care. Like I just <laughs> will like what you want to log into my, like my like work account. Go for it. Rock. <laughs> well, I remember back when, um, Way back in the day, this was like back when I lived in Jersey. I used to listen to Penn Radio all the time. It was Penn Gillette's radio show, mm-hmm. and his co-host once joked um, about their Gmail account and said like, and just and said like, oh, the password's Dawkins. It's everything is Dawkins. And it turned out he was joking, and it turned out that that was actually what the password to their their like all of their email addresses were for the show. Wow. And and uh, people, I guess, got curious. They were trying it, and what ended up happening was one fan actually logged in and then changed the password and then emailed them and was like, do you want your email back? Because I was afraid someone else might do this. So I went ahead and did it. (laughs) And that was, that was over broadcast. That was over like, uh, that was on free FM in New York city and shit. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's a great way to find you some trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I'm glad that you were able to, to log on. I think that, you know, it's good. Yeah, it's Actually, okay. Yeah, I, and I think all the streams are even working. That's nice. Oh, no, they're not. I'm fixing it. It's going to be fixed in just a second, Michelle. It's okay. I, I mean, it's not like I need people to see me. So. <laughs> I stupidly... Uh, I stupidly had everything deselected except Facebook because I did a test last week. Oh, right. Yeah. So it's all right. Uh, YouTube just missed out on two crucial minutes of live stream that they'll never get again. That's it. Thanks guys. That was all fun. right. We'll see you guys. Uh, never. Bye. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So, um, I guess the thing I wanted, there are two things I wanted to talk about this week. Uh, one is I have new glasses and you didn't even say anything. They, they, honestly, you got a small screen that I'm looking at, and I can't. How about now? 
They look very nice, and they're very rectangle. They're very square, indeed. Uh, <laughs> and Alan Holloway just commented, uh, so the name of the episode I, I went with was Who's Thirsty? Because I wanted to talk about the battles of post-COVID world with soda pop. But Alan Holloway said, I can use a drink. And I, I was wondering how long it was going to take before that would come up. Turns out, not long at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am very excited to say that I went to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. That part, not impressive, but they had Diet Sprite. That's cool. Sprite Zero. I had not seen Diet Sprite in a grocery store in over two months. Wow. And I don't know if, it, I mean, obviously it's it's obviously Putin, but I, I don't know what the other <laughs> reasons. I know that there, there are, you know, supply chain issues and yada yada, so you just never know what might get low. And, I, and they actually, it was weird this week. When I was buying my soda, they had they for weeks they've had buy you know four purchase limit of so of canned soda. Yeah, and I'm guessing it's because they're having issues with bauxite or whatever to to get aluminum. Yeah, I have no idea because we're not doing that here. I haven't seen any store have a purchase limit on soda. Yeah, well, we've had a purchase limit on soda on and off for two years. So yeah, we haven't ever. I don't think. Well, they just upped it to six. Oh, okay. And I was like, okay, okay. I mean, I get that some people will buy like six 12 packs i am not quite that far then again i live by myself so i buy i <laughs> i think david denoyer just had a seizure i think that's his password <laughs> well then i'm putting it up on screen <laughs> i don't know what's happening <laughs> but david denoyer commented with like a bunch of computer text and then he said, sorry about that. Wasn't meant for you. Who was it for, David? That's what we all really want to know. Who was it originally for? So back to what I was saying. Uh, diet Sprite, Sprite Zero, though, that was the problem. That was like, there were none of that. There was regular Sprite. Yeah. But no Diet Sprite. And I really like Diet Sprite. Occasionally, I would score some Diet 7-Up. But it's not no. the same. I like Sprite more. Oh, I not like a ton more, but I do. I like. I'm not going to pretend that it's not like when I'm at a restaurant and I'm like, you got Coke, and they're like, we have Pepsi. It's not like that level of disappointment when it's like I want a Sprite, but they have Seven Up. It's they're pretty close. Mm-hmm. Well, what's your opinion of Seven Up? You seem like I you like, had an opinion. I like Seven Up. I have I have um, the Wegman's brand Seven Up right now. <laughs> it's called W Up. Oh my! God. <laughs> Everything W Up. <laughs> I, I see. I have fond memories of Seven Up from being a millennial because of all those. Do you remember the Make Seven Up Yours commercials? Not really. You don't remember the Make Seven Up Yours commercials? It's because you're racist. So the, maybe I do remember that. Oh. Uh, we had a comedian from uh, Mad TV whose name is escaping me right now. Um, but he, uh, the joke was that they would say, make seven up yours, make seven up yours. And then they started, he started wearing t-shirts while he's promoting it that said, make seven. And then the back just says up yours. <laughs> and he was always confused because people were like yelling at him as he was walking by and stuff. <laughs> and that, that's, that's called power, the power of brand. Yeah. Cause I remembered that for like forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> make seven up yours. <laughs> I am amused. Um, Patrick Gunter says, uh, diet anything and a vomity face. You know, I know some people don't like diet. I'm going to tell you two things about diet soda. Number one, it's my favorite thing in the world is diet soda. That's number one. Number two, the pe- most of the people who have a problem with diet flavoring, 
many of them are just insane and stupid. Now that doesn't mean that you are insane and stupid, but like I, I had a friend who for years claimed that drinking diet Coke gave him nosebleeds like, and headaches and nosebleeds and all that. And I was like, that sounds extreme. I've never even heard of that. And then, you know what happened? Six years later, he decided he needed to lose 150 pounds. Now he can drink Coke zero all day long without any issue. It's magic. I guess it just magically stopped doing that. And it wasn't that he kind of imagined it was bad for him because he hated it for some reason. I don't believe that you would have that severe of a reaction. But what was giving him headaches and nosebleeds then? I don't think he ever had nosebleeds or headaches. I'm just being honest. I think that you just think he was lying. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't think it's a hard, I don't think it's like a straight lie. Like, like some lies that are said. I think it's one of those lies that you think you're telling the truth. Uh, It's hard to describe because there were so many people saying so many, like it's like, so alternative medicine and like weird health claims and diet soda and stuff. They all have, they all have like the same issue, which is, they claim that it can either cure or cause everything. Yeah. And usually when something can cure or cause everything, then it probably cures or causes almost nothing. Yeah. That's generally the rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've had discussions with people about diet drinks where they've claimed that it gives like children bug eyes, that it causes autism, that it does all of this different stuff. And I think that it's just this mentality, this belief also, I should mention that when I pointed out like, oh, you can drink diet soda now, he was like, yeah, why, why wouldn't I be able to drink diet soda? Okay. I don't, I don't know because like, it, it's, one, it's one thing to say like, to say like, oh, it gives kids bug eyes because I'm misinformed. It's another <laughs> thing to say, oh, it makes me have a nosebleed. You can't be misinformed that you have a nosebleed. Yeah. Either you have one or you don't have one. I so. know. I know. Oh, I know. No, it, it drove me crazy. Um, so I would love to hear your opinions, folks, on your favorite soda and other beverages. Uh, Patrick Gunter said, spending a Wednesday talk soda, you have an amazing life. Well, you know, I mean, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy about this, okay? I mean, but also, like, you're all <laughs> listening to talking about soda. It's all basically the same thing. Joke's on you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just excited because I am live streaming on my, uh, my Sennheiser microphone. This is an old style microphone that used to be a standard on television in the seventies and eighties. And I bought one because I found it used on eBay and I'd always wanted one. Cool. And now I'm talking on it cause it's, I've used it before. I use it on weekly spooky quite a bit, but I love this microphone. Anyway, it's weird. Weird thing about dynamic microphones. They're very popular for spoken word, like uh, radio and podcasts and stuff. And then they're also really, they're also really well loved by drummers. These mm-hmm. microphones are extremely popular with miking drums. It's just I just always find that interesting. It's like oh, yeah. so this microphone that like like if I get right on top of this microphone, it has an insane amount of proximity effect. You're probably hearing how like yeah. my voice is like this big bassy thing now. Yeah. That, that this microphone has like an incredible amount of detail. Now, of course I prefer it at this distance. I don't really, cause being this close, I have to be very careful how I talk or else I'll pop it. Yeah. So, but like, it's just funny that it's like, wow, this thing has incredible, an incredible way of like letting you hear a voice. Anyway, let's put it on a drum. <laughs> it's just a funny, I mean, it makes sense, but it doesn't. 
to me, it almost sounds like what we were just talking about. Like, it can't do everything, so it probably doesn't really do anything. Like, oh, it's good for voices and drums? Sure. You know what? I would take I would take that. The only reason I'm going to say I think you're wrong mm-hmm. is because this isn't the only mic like that. Yeah, no, I... I don't. I don't think it's just that's so, right. Well, no, it's just it's it's just so weird because the um like the RE20, which is one of the most classic broadcast microphones in the world, people love putting it on kick drums. Interesting. And it, well, I mean, one thing that does make sense is they have a lower impedance. Like they can take a really loud sound and not clip internally because mm-hmm. they require a lot of juice. Um, and this is, I believe, the MDK2. I, I'm really bad at memorizing. Uh, that random stuff numbers <laughs> random well yeah I'm, I'm not like david with his random numbers mad metal man said greetings fine people hey hey, hey. glad you could catch us today um oh yeah and the oh, david denoyer is bringing up a sore spot in my life uh hey man that's really bad for you take cigarette hit i more than once i have been at a party or a gathering and been drinking a diet coke and then had somebody who was actively smoking a cigarette tell me do you have any idea how bad that is for you and it's like we can debate how healthful or unhealthy diet soda is like there is a debate cigarettes the debate kind of is over yeah I don't know. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe he's like, hey, I know what I'm doing is bad, but we don't have to talk about that because we we both know. So let's talk about the soda. (laughs) Uh, Patrick Gunter said, gotta love the product placement. I wish Sprite or Sennheiser were paying me. I would would gladly enjoy that money. Yeah. Um, Mad Metalman said, Sennheiser are fantastic mics. Sennheiser does do really great work. Um, I've always enjoyed, I, uh, my first experience with them was, uh, boom microphones, uh, for movies, you know, like, uh, shotgun microphones. And that's kind of where it all started for me knowing about Sennheiser. And then of course they, they had that they, for the longest time, they were the king of the wireless lavalier microphone. So, but I didn't know about like all of their other microphones and this one I'm a big fan of. So, um, it's not super popular for podcasting or anything anymore. So, and I'm a weirdo. I have like four microphones that are all phenomenal and I insist on having all four when I could just have one and probably be plenty happy. That's okay. Patty Stevens said, hi. Hi, Patty. Oh, and she said, love the glasses, Henrik, because unlike Michelle, she's a real friend. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, Damien D. Darkblood said, not that one. I wrote the wrong one. He said, huh? he said, drink water. That's a fair point. It would be a good idea to drink water. Um, yeah. Did you know that my mom's water has too much lead in it? So she got a notification from her water company saying, hey, we didn't meet the lead guidelines. Just so you know. That's it. Okay, I'll stop talking. But isn't lead like, for, like, the, like lead's valuable? Yeah, I don't know why she just didn't take it out of the water and sell it. <laughs> Oh God, hard, very hard water. Oh God. Um, Mad Metal Man said it's also the frequency range. I believe he was talking about the microphones that uh, that using a microphone for um, vi- for vocals and then using a microphone for kick drums. If you have any more insight, Mad Metal Man, into like why that seems to be so popular, because it's literally. Hold on, it's literally. 
it's such a popular thing that when they released this microphone, which is one of my favorites, the RE320, which is a cheaper version of the RE20, there's actually a switch to put it on kick drum mode. That's like a, that's cool. a, that's yeah that's an EQ just for kick drumming. Yay! So that's kind of cool. Is that your wind chime or your neighbor's? It's my wind chime. Why is why is nature not beautiful enough for you? You have to have a wind chime. What you think nature's just making like noises all the time, like birds and stuff? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist. I like su- my wind chime. Mm-hmm. I don't want. I don't want to suggest that uh, birds are real or anything, because that'll get us pulled straight off of YouTube. Yeah, yeah, stop um, it. So, uh, Damien D. Darkblood said cigarettes suck. I would agree. I would agree. Um, uh-oh, Patty, you're, you're, you're running dangerous now. She said, I love the smell of cigars. Well, you're not the only one. <laughs> and pipe tobacco. I find pipe tobacco smells the best when not lit compared to cigars, personally. Okay. But uh, I'm a cigar person, not a pipe person. I, I, and whenever I see someone smoking a pipe, I always sigh and go, pipe smoker. It's just like a fun, it's a fun treat for me. They're never involved in it. It's just me and my one, my one sided like battle against the pipe smoker nearby Mm, pipe smoker (laughs) that you like smoking that pipe with that really hot smoke. And they're just like, okay, fine day, young man. And (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly how all pipe smokers have to talk by law too. Yeah. Can you do that again one more time for me? No, I don't remember how I did it. <laughs> Damn it. That made me laugh so hard it hurt my throat a little bit. Um, Zip Hansel says, hola, everyone. Hola, como estas? Uh, Mad Metalman said, haha, it's cool, man. I got 13 guitars when I really only need three. So when you say, Mad Metalman, that you only need three guitars, does that mean like you only need an electric, an acoustic, and a bass? Because that's what I would assume the three guitars you would need would be. But, I, but I'm but i not a guitar player. So, Michelle, you're a guitarist, right? Mm-hmm. I guess. You, you... <laughs> well, I mean, there could be there could be different sounding electric guitars. Oh, sure. Maybe he needs for different things. That's And that's why I, I figured I'd ask. Because mm-hmm. my assumption is that it would be an electric guitar, an electric bass guitar, and an acoustic would be like the three guitars. But maybe mm-hmm. he's not into bass at all. Maybe he just has like a... I mean, I know I know enough of my guitars to know like a Stratocaster sounds different from a Les Paul. You know, mm-hmm. they, they all have their, their elements that are really awesome. So... Um... Oh no, Mad Metalman said, oh no, that's such a loaded question. Uh, Zip Hansel said, my trees are covered in wind chimes. Well, you and I are, we might not get along. (laughs) I used to have a wind chime in my backyard. Mm -hmm. And I remember the day I finally got pissed and took it off and threw it in the trash. Why did you get pissed at it? Because it just kept chiming. That's what it does. I know, and I don't want it. Okay. I want quiet. I want peace. I want harmony. I want bone thugs in harmony. That's what I want. Damien Darkblood said, I love nature and wind chimes. See, that's good. I also, I also like film a lot at home and record a lot at home. 
and wind chimes often are the thing I forget about until I realize I have to redo an entire take. And I'm pretty sure, sure that's what happened the day I, I threw them away. You um, should just give them to somebody who needed wind chimes. I asked around, I said, does anybody want to be annoyed by nature more? And nobody raised their hand. So I was like, all right. Uh, <laughs> Mad Metalman said, I smoke pipes, cigars, and my boogie roll your own smokes. My boogie roll your own smokes? I, I, if that's a brand or something, I don't know it. But um, I do know people who roll their own cigarettes and it saves them a lot of money. And they can be, I guess, higher quality cigarettes, although it's a little bit of an oxymoron. Uh, <laughs> um, Damien Darkblood said, we need more instruments. Do you have, how yeah. many guitars do you have? One. Oh, well, no, I have two. Okay. I thought you had at least two. Just two. Just two. Is one an electric? No. So you have two acoustics. Yeah, one is the backup acoustic in in case something terrible happens. Or you break a string like in the middle of a performance. No, I would never oh. bring it with me. It's like it's uh, like the okay. oh my god backup guitar. Or <laughs> or the like I have to fly and I'm too scared to bring my good guitar. Oh, uh, okay, that makes sense. Like even though it's kind of similar. Like I have I have two photography cameras. I have one that's like a two twenty four hundred dollar photo camera. It's like it's my star photo camera, and I have one that's under a thousand. And I take the under a thousand with me unless the trip is specifically for photography. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if I'm just taking it, I'm like, oh, I might get some pictures while I'm here. Then I just I take the cheaper one. Yeah, it's just or like if I'm on a kayak, I take the cheaper one because I'm like, you know, I will be heartbroken if I drop it in the water, but less heartbroken. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, of course, I end up never dropping it in the water. Gone wood. Um, one time. Sometime, oh, sometime. I was right, Michelle. Mad Metal Man said those are the three. Yay. Yeah. 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 Well, then I would argue that he actually does need more guitars than that and that everything is fine. <laughs> well, luckily for us, I believe he said he had 10 more than that. Yeah. Uh, Patty said, most of my neighbors have wind chimes and dogs. It's a great neighborhood. I, I've been very lucky. I don't, I haven't, it's been a while since I've had a neighbor with a bad dog issue, like with just a dog that's always outside barking. Mm-hmm. it's been a long time and I'm happy about that. So, uh, cause I had that one neighbor that had the two dogs that just every, every day they just jumped the fence and ran right, across the street to my yard. Right, yeah. And, and the dogs, I don't know those dogs. Like I want to be nice to them, but I don't know them. Like, I don't know if they'll bite me or something. So I just, it just got to a point where I'd be like afraid to leave my house, especially once I got hen wolf. Mm-hmm. Cause then I was like, yeah. what if they attack hen wolf? And there's two of them and only one of her. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, Damien Darkblood shared his, he said he has one acoustic, two bases and three electrics. That's pretty good. That sounds about, that sounds about right. Like, cause I mean, they're like, if I think about it, I, I think I can think of at least two styles of electric that I would want to have. Cause I'd want to have like a classic Stratocaster and then maybe something a little different. Probably a Les Paul was probably what I would want, but okay. that's just me. But I mean, so I could see that. And of course I could see just having one acoustic. Uh, unless your entire, you know, thing is acoustics mm-hmm. and two bases. I could see that too, especially cause I, I do notice cause I go to pawn shops a lot and stuff every now and then there's like really awesome bases cheap too. I actually almost bought an electric base for like $180. Cause I was like, man, it's such wow. a good deal. And I was like, do you even know how to play bass? And I'm like, I can fake it. Yeah. You just put your hands on thing and then <laughs> like that. One of my favorite stories about Mojo Nixon was, uh, he went on tour with the toad lickers 
and uh, they needed a bass player. So he asked one of his buddies if he would, if he wanted to be the bass player while they go on tour, because they were like really, really tight old friends. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Mojo, I'd love to, but I don't know how to play bass. And Mojo was like, yeah, you can learn on the way. And that's literally what they did. <laughs> wow. Now, Mojo Nixon songs are not, you know, they don't need less Claypool. Um, they don't need some unbelievable bass player. They need somebody who can kind of keep the strum, you know? Um, Mad Metal Man said, I also use multiple tunings and different setups for the bands that I play for. That makes sense. That's cool. So how many bands are you, uh, are you in Mad Metal Man? And I assume, I can assume that they are all like pop by your name. Oh no, Damien D. Darklet said, I need wind chimes. Well, where were you when I was throwing that wind chime away all by myself? I didn't even know. You didn't ask me. I would have taken your wind chimes. This was six years ago and you had already, and you had actually came out very hard against wind chimes for a period of time. I don't know if you remember that period. There was no such period. (laughs) It was a weird phase. Me and me and your mom had to talk about it a bunch. We were like, what is with Michelle and her thing about like, it wasn't that you were like, I hate wind chimes. It was just, you were like, they just need to stay on their part of the area of the town. And then they need to interact with their own kind. Okay, I remember that. (laughs) It was, it was just, I just, it, I just, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm just glad that part, I'm glad that I saw the light and I'm not like that anymore. Me too. We were all very worried. I think the most impressive thing is that you don't remember when we had to send you to get de, uh, you know, deprogrammed. They said you wouldn't remember it, but I didn't believe them. Deprogrammed. I don't know. I don't even know what that word means. Um, so <laughs> Patty hmm. Stevens said, see you at the crossroads. <laughs> oh, and Mad Melman corrected when he said boogie, he meant bougie, like bougie rolled cigarettes. So, oh, that makes sense. and I apologize, Damien, uh, Damien D. Darkblood. He said, you can call me Kyle. I know who you are. It's, you changed your name a while back and I sometimes forget that you're Kyle. Um, whoops. Uh, I'm going to tour with Michelle. I'll play cowbell in the background. That'd okay. be fun. Yeah. You need to go on tour, Michelle. Yeah. We'll see if that happens. You should go on tour. Uh, Kyle said, everyone needs more guitars. One acoustic bass and one electric. And Zip Hansel says, I inherited the wind chimes and two elderly chihuahuas and they never stopped barking. The wind chimes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the wind wind just blows past him and then he like starts swinging the That's funny. That's funny. I'm gonna make those wind chimes. Oh gosh. My camera changed a thing and I need to fix it. Oh. That's better. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I'm hitting I'm not used to operating the camera from the front. There we go. I was too dark. I'm better now. Uh <laughs> now I'm much lighter. Uh, Damien, uh, see, I keep saying Damien. Kyle said, uh, I just me, you, uh, back then one eyed Jacks. I remember when we met at one eyed Jacks. Uh, let's see. And then, oh, that was, yep. Uh, mad metal man said, I only do stand and work these days for other bands. Oh, okay. That's cool. So you're like a sit in musician. And so far it's been mostly metal and industrial. Oh, cool. But there was a jazz fusion band and a country band that I played not that long ago. That's really cool that you can be uh, a lot. I, I mean, nothing against metal people. It's just that they, they get like a bad rep for being kind of like 
metals everything and that's all that matters. You know what I mean? They get like a rep for being way too intense and and uh, snobbish sometimes. I mean, and, but I'm not saying I'm not saying that I've met a lot of metal metal people like that. I'm saying that that's a reputation that people often hoist on metal people. So I love to hear that this guy is like a proud big metal band or a proud big metal fan and and that he has a, a lot of appreciation for a wide variety of music i just think that's awesome yeah i mean i would think like if you play like um if you've played guitar for some sort of metal outfit before um especially if you're not like just kind suit? of a rhythmy yeah yeah <laughs> some yeah exactly um, you, you have a pretty good handle on how to play your instrument, so oh, yeah. it would make sense that you'd be able to, you know, do like session stuff with jazz fusion band. Well, and, and especially if you, if you play lead and metal, I mean, that's some serious music theory. I mean, they, they are mm-hmm. not, they're not screwing around. Yeah. When I was playing music all the time, I was a, I was more of the school of, I'll just play really, really well by my own definition, the end. That was how I did all of my like solos and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I always was happy with it. So, uh, but then again, my biggest influence was half Japanese. So that doesn't, uh, you know, that doesn't help. Um, oh, oh yeah. Mad metal man right there. Oh, metal elitists are definitely a thing. I figured if anybody would know, it would be him. Patty says, I tried playing guitar when I was younger. I was horrible at it. Same Z's. But everybody's horrible when they, first try to play an instrument so i mean true she said i might pick up drums or electric keyboard at some point keyboard would be especially good because uh you can just sit on the couch and chill with it and play you know you don't Mm -hmm. have to like have a big fat setup you can get a reasonably priced keyboard and just start learning you could literally be in front of the tv like streaming youtube tutorials on how to play it i have a big keyboard and i've never played it i bought it on sale and I, I've played it twice. I feel guilty. I, I'm sorry. I don't like. I don't like piano. I don't like playing piano. I love piano. I was. I was listening the other day. I was jamming out to "Extraordinary Machine" by Fiona Apple, and I realized that like I am just a total slut for like heavy-handed, off-key piano. Like, give it. Give. Give me all of it. it, it like, I, I need it. Um, Oh, Paul Lee is in here. Oh yeah, he said hi earlier. I'm a hu- Paul Lee said I'm a huge metalhead, but one of my favorite bands is Garbage. Well, that's a little harsh, but I'm also <laughs> just kidding. Um, but I'm also a huge synthwave and movie score guy too. Yeah, my buddy Dave, oh. he's he's a big movie score guy. He, he'll he'll pull up. Uh, one time he pulled up to pick me up to go to the movies, and I was like, "Is that Silent Night, Deadly Night?" <laughs> and I was like, I immediately recognized that cue. Oh, real quick, let's check on Doggo Cam. Yep, he's Yay. asleep. Yep, he's asleep. Yeah. All right. Um, Patty says. I tried to play for years. Uh, I tried to play for years to play guitar. Never got good. Have tiny child hands. Oh, you said the wrong thing. I'm sorry. I said the wrong thing. No, oh. no, the tiny child hands oh. thing. You, you could. You could do it. Yeah. Oh man, much appreciated. Since I'm sharing, I'm also trained in opera and usually sing in bass and baritone notes. I love classical and opera. Well, now I don't like you anymore. <laughs> no, no, I actually, uh, I do like classical music, but I was trained in classical music in school, which kind of sapped the fun out of it, unfortunately, yeah. 
but I do catch myself every now and then like humming Paca Bell or some shit. And I'm like, oh yeah, I do like that. It's just that they tried to ruin it by making me do it every day for a grade. So I, I, I do play yeah. violin. I haven't played it in forever. My viol my bow's broken. I need a new bow, but I have a handmade, nice handmade violin. I keep it. I keep it somewhere safe, which means in the garage somewhere where I don't know where it is. Um, <laughs> it's safe from you finding it. That's exactly true. Oh well, Patty. There's no instrument. She just said maybe ukulele. There is no instrument on planet Earth I would recommend higher than a ukulele because the entire reason I picked up a ukulele and started playing it and started writing music and singing and playing and everything was because I wanted to have fun and I didn't want any bullshit. I mean, that's it. I just wanted like, I just wanted to have fun. I didn't want to have to worry about like becoming really good. Um, I mean, you can become incredible at ukulele if you put the time in, but I wanted to just, I just wanted something where it's like, I wanted to learn how to play my chords and have a really fun time singing and playing. Yeah. And it gave me everything, everything. Um, and then Kyle said, I think learning any instruments is crucial. I do think that it's good to learn an instrument. It kind of mm -hmm. makes your brain, you know, it, it teaches your brain some skills that you don't necessarily learn any other way. I don't know. I think so, but I mean, okay. I can, I can kind of play guitar. I can definitely play ukulele. I could play violin. I could probably, I mean, I could play bass basically. I mean, like I would need some refreshers, but like I could play it. Um, and I can like fake my way through some light melodies on piano. If I really just like futz around, mm -hmm. but, uh, Let's see. Uh, oh, wait. Oops. I meant to click on Craig first, and then I'll click on Evan. Uh, Craig said, hey, Henrik. Hey, Michelle. When I went to Temple for college, my main goal was to record my album. Recording studio work is so fun. Cool. Hey, yeah. you went You went to Temple. Have I ever told you, Craig, that uh, Eric Whiting went to Temple? My, my uh, The guy I work... Well, I mean, you, I know you know who Eric Whiting is, Michelle, but... Wait, I'm not sure who you're asking if you've ever told me. I was asking Craig. Know. No, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, I yeah. know. No, yeah. no, but Craig went to Temple because you didn't go to Temple. Did you? Who? Me? You, you, Michelle. Jesus. No, I didn't go to Temple. I didn't think you went to Temple. Where did you go? To, to Drexel. Drexel. Yeah. Of course. The poor man's Temple. I don't even know how those schools like are uh, relate at all. So I have nothing. They basically um, don't. Uh, Evan case said, I remember when you played the ukulele, Henrik, good times. Thank you. I I'll bust it out every now and then. And I have bought, uh, I scored two really nice ukuleles at a pawn shop a couple of years ago that I like will fiddle with every now and then. Uh, mad metal man. Don't ukes have open tuning as their standard. Not exactly. Um, oh, it's been a while. So, if you play, uh, uke is G C E A. Or as I always remembered it, Goyim causes evil anarchy. G C E A. It's a high G at the top. So you have to put your finger three frets down on the uh on the A string to have a to have a C chord. So it's not quite open. I mean, if you play it open, I think it's like a C sixth or something is the is the open tuning on on it. So it's somewhat like a C adjacent. Um but yeah, so it's it's a little bit different. You look so confused, Michelle. What's on your oh, mind? Oh no, I'm, no, I'm just trying to like think about all of like the you know the strings and well, yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, Patty said, "I want to see one man band, Henrik." I mean, there are videos out there. 
uh, of me. What well, I've been I've been toying with forever about like setting up a little tiny like live stream show because I have all the stuff. I have microphones. I have amps. I have cameras. I have you know. I've thought about doing it. Maybe I'll do it one of these days just for the heck of it. Cause I haven't played for people much in a long time. Um, I got addicted to having that band. That was always really fun. Yeah. Um, Patty said that would be, Oh yeah. She said that would be awesome. And then Kyle said Drexel, LOL. Sorry. Does Drexel have a bad reputation, Michelle? No. Or did it get one after you left? Uh, oh, it got one because I went there and everyone was like, that's, <laughs> That must not be a school then, guys. They're like, I nay, don't go there. I don't know why they're Australian now, but they are. I nay. Uh, well, because, uh, so, Michelle, what instruments can you play? I can play guitar, and I could play a little bit of mandolin, and that's it, maybe? I don't know. I think that's it. You can't play bass? Anything. No. Wow! Did you I guys mean, see I, that elitist? No, no, no. I no. I mean, I just don't. I don't. I don't have a bass. I've never really tried to play bass before. Yeah. I can't play kazoo. Um, <laughs> I remember you talking. About yeah, I can. I can play harmonica a little too, and that's Har- about it. Harmonica is fun because a lot of that is just kind of understanding. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's a lot of just like understanding the ups and downs and kind of listening. You know, it's fun. I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that you, that to play it okay, you don't have to be very accurate. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of those things easy to easy to play, like really hard to master. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is harmonica for sure. The coolest thing about harmonica was when I got my first harmonica, I was recording it um, a bunch for my first album. And I was like, this sounds so cool. And then my buddy Todd the Fox was like, play it through a guitar amp. And then I did, and I was like, this sounds so fucking cool. <laughs> he was like, I told you. I told you. <laughs> yeah, because I because then I noticed that there were a lot of people who play like with a little handheld microphone on the and it goes straight into a guitar amp. Mm-hmm. Like I noticed that people do that live a lot. It sounds awesome. Um Harmonic is fun. Um Mad Metal said, hmm, I might have to try that tuning on guitar with an adjustment for the extra strings. Just remember the G is a high G. So it's G, C, E, A. I don't think I actually hit the notes right, but I, I just gave it like a similar. That actually might have been pretty close, actually. Yeah, yeah, it could have been. It was close enough to get the point across. Um, but I mean, Mad Metal Man, honestly, I think you should just get yourself a ukulele. And I bet you'd have a great time playing it. You'd probably have a lot of fun. And then you could you could you could play traditional ukulele, but every now and then you could metal it up just for the fuck of it. I, I've always loved seeing people play uh, metal things. I used to. I only knew the beginning of it, but I used to play the beginning of "Rain and Blood" by Slayer on my uke, and people would always be that. like, "What the do 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 do." Um, and the, cause the other one I could do is I could play, um, uh, killing in the name. I could play the beginning of the do, 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 on the ukulele. Those were like things I would just fiddle when I was bored, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, banjo, Patty mentioned banjo. Banjo is actually kind of hard to play. Yeah. But it sounds yeah. awesome. I, I'd love to play banjo, but I'm, I, I just felt like it was too on the nose for like the folk punk thing. And I was like, I can't. Oh, um, so Craig Cohen said, Oh no, I didn't know Eric went to temple, a great film and media school. Most say as far as teachers and courses, but infamous for poor equipment, lack of funds for expensive equipment, mostly all analog stuff. When I went there in the nineties, Eric, when Eric was there, they had a little bit of video and he still had to shoot some 16 millimeter. 
a film on there. So, um, uh, Kyle said, learn just to growl and bend. Sound great. I mean, you're not wrong. Uh, oh, thank you, Kyle. He said, loved your live shows. I know you were there. I remember that's how we met. Uh, mad metal man said, uh, Henrik showing off his perfect pitch. You know, I might've been right. Cause I, I do have really strong musical memory. That was the, that was the thing that kept me in orchestra. It was my orchestra teacher was always talking about my, my strong musical memory. That's cool. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, yeah. And then I mad metal man mentioned banjo was extremely difficult. Um, yeah. well, I'm an auditory learner. Um, so I learned things from hearing very well, mm-hmm. but she, um, took me and my mother aside one time when there was a parent teacher conference because she wanted to tell my mother that like, that if I hear a piece of music once, I generally remember the changes. I mean, as long as I have the sheet music in front of me, I don't generally need a lot of instruction. Yeah. Cause after I hear it, I just kind of remember like that it speeds up here and it does this as well as being able to read the music. But, and that was always something that felt, it felt nice to hear. I had good, I had uh, you know, good musical memory or whatever. Yeah. That was the one compliment I got in all of middle and high school. That's a pretty good one. Though. Yeah. It was, that was, uh, that was it. Oh, and I did get some people going like, you're leaving. Great. Which is almost the same thing. Like when I dropped out, you know, you're leaving. Yeah. Great. <laughs> That's it's close. Totally the same thing. You're doing a good job by you're leaving. Making, yeah. You're making us happy. Good. <laughs> Peace out. Um, oops, that's the wrong one. Uh, Kyle said, uh, musical memory is so important. Well, I hope so. Cause I have decent musical memory. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. If it's stuck in your head, it's there. And I, I'm, I always have songs stuck in my head. The funny thing is, so I went to, on Monday, I went to a rock quarry. Have you ever been to a rock quarry, Michelle? Uh huh. Yeah. Well, was it awesome? It was okay. I went like with like a school. Oh, that's thing. not as fun. Yeah. yeah. And I was uncomfortable because the people who were hanging out with me, I don't really think liked me. You know, that kind of Michelle stuff. I was going to say, yeah, isn't that what you think of every time you do anything? Yeah. With other people? Well, ex- well, I'm right, but <laughs> tell me about your rock quarry. <laughs> well, there's a there's a rock quarry that ran out of granite oh. or whatever, and, and then they turned it into a park. Water do it? what? Did it get water? In yeah. It? It, has, yeah. it has some ponds, and they turned it into a public park. Cool. And it's a really cool place to hang out. So I went down there with Rachel because that's like her favorite place to go and like hang out and take photos and stuff. Because there are parts of it that look like a desert in the middle of Ohio. Mm-hmm. And cool. uh, so, so we went down there and we did some drone footage and, and took some photos and just hung out. And it was really fun. And um, the entire time I was there doing stuff, I had a upset stomach. So one of the things I do when I'm not feeling quite right is I like often will like be like hearing a song in my head or like listening to a song in my head or humming a song. I don't know. It's just a thing I do to cope with like unpleasantness. Okay. Uh, it always cheers me up, you know, cause if you whistle while you work, you know, the, the whole thing. The, the, yeah. Then you get to hear a song and you get to work. <laughs> exactly. And yes, uh, yes. Uh, Kyle is near Fairborn. Um, so, but while I was there, I kept hearing the song Red, Red, Red in my head over and over again. It's a Fiona Apple song from Extraordinary Machine. And I haven't listened to Extraordinary Machine in maybe six or seven years. Huh. Maybe a little, maybe five. But like, it's not in my regular rotation, but I've always loved Fiona Apple. So um, 
when we got in the car, I was like, oh, because uh, Rachel has Apple Music. I was like, can I pull up Extraordinary Machine on, on Apple Music, please? And she was like, sure. She'd never heard it before. And literally, I put on Red, 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 and I was like, wow, I remember like this whole song entirely. That is so weird. Yeah. Um, that was like that time I discovered that Stuck Mojo album, because Stuck Mojo was my first favorite band. I discovered uh, uh, a copy of a Stuck Mojo album that had been like impossible to find for a really long time, and I knew all the words to one of the songs. And I was like, God damn, I haven't jammed to this since I was in high school. <laughs> Some say militant, others say rebel, while my intellect is on a different level. Anyway, um, I'm in a good mood, uh, considering it's been a really stressful fucking week. Uh, <laughs> Mad Metal Man said, ha ha, I was whistling the Gremlins theme earlier when I first got off work. That's a good one. Did Was that Jerry Goldsmith that did that, Michelle? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I like asking you because you won't know. Yeah. So, By the way, it's yes. called audiation when you hear the thing in your head. Really? Yeah. I always thought that was just thoughts. Audi- audiation? I mean, yeah. I mean, what I always thought that it was just like, that's just how I think is with lots of uh, music and crap. Oh, it was Jerry Goldsmith. So I, but no, I'm, so it was audiation is the term mm-hmm. for hearing things in your head. Yeah. That aren't insanity. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, it's not, it, Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it might be in, there might be insanity too. I'm not really sure where the I mean, end is there. I mean, it can happen. Uh, David Neuer commented said Jerry Goldsmith is the best. I would agree. Very talented composer. So, uh, what was it? Uh, so, because uh, oh, uh, last time you and I, last time I came down to hang out with you for a extended period of time, um, mm-hmm. I found out that you also can rumble your ears. Yeah, yeah. Which I didn't know that. I like I was equally as convinced only I could do it as I was that everyone could do it. I had mm-hmm. no idea. I I knew other people couldn't do it because I had told other people before and they didn't understand. Like I was like trying or, or they'd be like, "Oh, I get what you mean. You like can just tune out things." And I was like, "No, no, no, no." Like I'm physically doing something with my ears right yeah. now. Yeah. I feel the um, muscles in my yeah. ears tighten when I'm doing it. Yeah. Because I'm, of course, doing it, like, now, like, a lot. Cause yeah, I was, I, yeah. <laughs> you can't not do it once you start talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was one of those things that, yeah, I was always like, whoa, I can, like, hear rumbling in my ears if I choose to. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. It's like playing the eardrum. That's how it sounds to me, anyway, but really, it really sound low. like that. Yeah. yeah. Probably because of blood pumping or something. In those or little maybe, tiny muscles. I don't know. I just thought it was because the muscles were all like, like quivering and getting all like trying to get closer to each other. So. <laughs> that could be. That could be. That could be. So, oh gosh, Hen Wolf is here. Hi, Big Wolf. Please don't hurt me. Yes, yesterday when I was recording Weekly Spooky, I forgot that she doesn't allow the door to be closed anymore. So as I was recording, I was in like a really scary part and then she just pushed the door open just enough so her head could stick in and then just looked at me and then just pulled her head back out and left. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. I'm not allowed to have that door closed. Yeah, no. <laughs> no door closed. Sorry. Um, that's Hen Wolf's voice apparently because I'm crazy. But uh, no, so 
so that was that was just a that was a cool experience though to get in the car and be like oh I can hear red 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 like and now I'm listening to it and I'm like wow I really remembered that song yeah really yeah. interesting so to get back to the topic at hand I know you're not a big soda drinker is there a reason is it because you hate fun or is it more than that um I, I drink soda I just don't like excuse me. I don't know if, uh, like, I, I don't drink it a whole lot just because um, I don't. <gasps> also, doggo, doggo cam. Oh, wow. Penwolf is joining Chicano for a nap. That's so cute. Oh, look at the sun cutting through because the time has changed, oh, but without changing. He woke up and now he's seeing stuff. He's like, oh, what? Uh, 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 okay, Aww. I'm just going to, I'm just going to sleep here. Okay. Is that you? No, that's gigs. I mean, so yes, it's you. <laughs> this is the first time in a really long time that Henwolf is uh, is on the couch with Chicano. I'm trying not to say her name loudly because I don't want her to think I'm calling her. Yeah. Look at her. Oh, oh. oh she's gonna do something. Oh, she's Look how precious. She's all laying down now. Oh, so precious. And Chicano's licking the the side of the couch for comfort. Which he oh does all the time. Oh, God. What? That's so sad, I think. No, it's cute because he likes that spot. So he just licks the side and then he falls asleep. Okay. He's such a baby boy. Well, what is your favorite soda pop? I don't really have one. Uh, I like... like I, I, it, doesn't, I, it doesn't have to be a name brand. It can just be a style. I mean, I like cola style... Probably. I like ginger ale. I like the double you up that I just got. <laughs> I just don't like root beer and I don't really like um, the other guy, cream soda. And I don't like Dr. Pepper. The you other, like Dr. Everything... Pepper? No. I love Dr. Pepper. I just got, you want to hear something horrible? No. I just got Dr. Pepper cream soda. Ew. Yeah. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. I I feel like I should like cream soda, but it's too sugary. It's incredibly sweet. It's too much for me. One of the reasons I like diet soda sincerely is because I do not like my mouth feels coated in sugar when I drink a regular soda. Okay. Like it film like is remaining and Mm -hmm. I don't like that feeling. I like how with diet sodas, it's just kind of there and then it's gone. You know, Mm -hmm. why'd your eyes get so big? What happened? Uh, my my wrist vibrated, so I assume somebody like messaged me or something. Uh, oh, so we were just talking a bunch about music, and now look who's here, Ray Mattis. Good afternoon, one and all. Good afternoon, Ray. Hey, Ray. I, I you know, since we're, I'm talking to you through this this uh, podcast, we were just talking about Michelle went to uh, Drexel University, and uh, one of our uh, listeners, uh, Craig, who lives out your guys's way, he went to Temple. Did you, Ray, did you go to college and did you go to college for anything related to music? I'm just curious. For those who don't know, Ray Mattis has composed, I don't even know how many feature uh, scores he's done with me either as director or producer at this point. It's got to be more than five. So Ray's, and Ray is a very, very talented musician. Um, and Mad Metal Man, you probably dig some of his stuff too, because some of his stuff is real industrial sounding, which I meant to ask Mad Metal Man if he's a KMFDM fan, because that was my first my first like kind of industrial band I liked was KMFDM. Uh, Dave says I miss slice. 
And then Ray Mattis said Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew has actually grown on me a little bit. I never liked it when I was younger. Um, but now I, I, I like it occasionally. Also, I've had to drink it more because of the that Sprite shortage I talked about earlier in the, mm-hmm. in the broadcast. So I'd be like, but I need, I have a rule. I'm like, I have to always have one cold dark soda and one cold clear soda. Okay. That's the way I have to live my life. So, so that's, and that's how I know it's time to go grocery shopping is when, uh, when I go to put another 12 pack in, I'm like, oh man, it's two brown sodas. Uh, Ray Mattis answered my question. He said, yes and no. I have a BS and an MS in criminal justice. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. I don't want to, like, spill your personal life stuff, but that makes sense because of things you've told me. At Westchester University and a post-BS in secondary education taught uh, and taught college at CHI until I, it went out of business. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Um, I know where Westchester University is. Is it in Westchester? Yes. Nice. I think. I think it's in Westchester. I actually don't. I've never been there. I just know that it should be in Westchester, and I know people <laughs> who go there. So. Oh, cool. Oh, she's she's thinking. Oh. She's looking around the room. I know. I'm so excited about the doggo cam actually having two dogs that yeah, I uh, that I'm leaving good. it up right now. <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah, yeah. I don't. Know. I like soda a lot. I, I, I always have. And one of the things I promised myself was when I had the money, I would always have soda if I wanted it. Uh, as long as, because diet soda is the one like guilt-free thing I can do. Mm-hmm. Everything else brings me guilt. I don't know how I didn't grow up Catholic or anything yet. I just have a magical endless supply of guilt. Yeah. It just never, never is stopping. Never is stopping. Hard. But so, okay. So you don't like Dr. Pepper. No. You don't like cream soda. Cream soda is really, really sweet. Have you ever had big red cream soda? No. You might I don't like think the, so. You, it, I, I don't think it get it goes as far east as where you are. Um, you might like that one. It's a little less sweet. It's still very mm-hmm. sweet though, because cream soda is a sweeter end of the soda spectrum. Mm-hmm. But it's red. It's a red cream soda. Okay. Which that's just one of my favorites. Is because when I was a kid, I always thought red cream soda was so cool, even though it it doesn't taste any different. It's just red. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so. My, my favorite sodas, uh, there's really two. If I, I mean, I love all soda, but if I had to nail it down to two, Diet Coke is my, is my favorite. Mm-hmm. I love it. And not Coca-Cola, Diet Coke. I like the formulation and the way it tastes more than regular Coke, personally. Then, second place is Fresca. Okay. Fresca's damn good. I, uh, I recently gave someone their first Fresca and it was so exciting. It was like, it was like, <laughs> it was like me going, Hey, let me just put on the Beatles for a second. And then watching their life change. Like it's they, gotta be more exciting than that. Come I hope on. so. I'm not a big Beatles fan, but <laughs> it was the most poetic example I could think of. Okay. <laughs> Jeepers. So, um, yeah. So it, you know, anyway, I should probably get out of here here in a minute. I need to do some stuff. I was going to tell a story about Henwolf getting into a bit of a scuffle with some dogs, but I think I'll save that for another time. Okay. Plus, it wasn't that big of a thing. It was just a puppy decided that it was a little bit bigger for its britches than it realized. And Henwolf was like, I'm going to have to eat you. So. Yay. But uh, there is a chance that we will not be here next Wednesday. Um, and I can't say why. Because <laughs> if, if that comes to fruition, it's a secret. 
Um, if you want, we can blame it on me because next Wednesday, Giggs is going to the vet. But she's only going for blood work, and it's at 1030. So really, it, there's no way it would interfere, but still. Well, it would, it can... though, because I'm probably leaving here at, like, 1. So we could have broadcast earlier, oh. except Giggs has to go to the vet. Yeah. So. Oh. Uh-oh. Ray Mattis is bringing up something controversial. He said, when I was a kid, I used to mix sodas together, pretending I was a bar bartender in a Western. That's so cute. Uh, when all our soda would go flat, my parents would get pissed at me. Uh, well, where I'm from, we call that a graveyard. Huh. Although um, in Jersey, my friends out in Jersey said they called it a suicide oh, when we you just mix different it, sodas. We just called it, oh, you mixed some sodas together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you, you just hung out with people who didn't have any lust for life, I guess. Yeah, okay. You're just like, eh, well, oh, you mixed all your sodas together. Yay. You know, man, Wolfie's just like, she's being so cute. I'm going to go give her one million tiny kisses. Okay. Oh, she's oh. looking at the other one. Chicano? Yeah. He's like, hey, please don't. Looking at her. He's like, please don't kill me. And she's like, oh, consider it. Oh. Oh. It's so cute because he's so afraid of her and simultaneously comforted by her. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's really fun. Um, uh oh, oh yeah, Ray Ray's really into this. He said, "Ooh, a new regional term. I'm such a word whore." <laughs> I've heard the terms suicide and graveyard a few other places too. So, but I've always heard that as what you do when you mix a soda together. In fact, I think mom, my mother, told me that when she was a kid, they called it a suicide. Or maybe it was a graveyard. I'd have to ask her. I'll ask her when I get a chance. Um, But she said that it was a graveyard. Yeah, it was a graveyard. She said that they would call it a graveyard when they would like go to like a place where you could self-serve your sodas. And they'd go like, okay, I'm going to do half Sprite and then some some of this and some of this and some of this. So. I I think I understand uh graveyard more than suicide. Yeah. You know? Because it's like where all the sodas go to die. <laughs> uh, David Denoris had never heard graveyard, only suicide. See, and David lives in Ohio and he heard suicide. Huh. So graveyard or suicide. Wow, this is a great thing to search. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's going to work the way you want it to. Oh, wow. Look at this. It did. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull this up. There's actually like, I searched, apparently these are the two terms. Oh, huh. and some people said so- swamp water. That was another one that was popular. Okay. Yeah, see, Mad Middleman said I always heard it was a suicide. So let me see if I can share, if I can bring up a screen share of share. There we go. So look at it. Like I put graveyard or suicide. It, it literally uh, from Mel Magazine, it said some call it a graveyard. Some call it a suicide. It's the stuff of playground legend. A liter <laughs> cup filled to the brim with every single soft drink available at a restaurant soda machine. For some reason, it just appeals to kids even today. Look at that. It's so wild. It looked like graveyard or suicide. The debate ends here, according to Blogtown. Wow. Well, I clicked on your stupid link and nothing happened. So I guess that doesn't end here. PortlandMercury.com. Oh, there we go. That one loaded. Oh, this isn't even a website. Okay. I see. This is a comment section. But yay. yeah, so. <laughs> yay. Um, oh, yeah. Then, uh, and oh, and Mad Metalman said he grew up in Texas and heard it as a suicide. So. Let's see if this one opens a suicide or suicide coat soda also called suicide coke graveyard soda swamp water shipwreck hurricane and tornado is a soda 
with many different flavors mixed in. Most people think it tastes awful, but it's an adventure <laughs> that some have had at soda fountains a few times. The origin of the suicide drink is unknown, but it was served in Texas by at least the 19, the 1950s. Swamp water appears to be a Canadian term for the suicide. According mm. to some citations below, the suicide drink in the Houston area was also called a shipwreck, a hurricane, and a tornado. Hmm. In April 5th, 25th, 1954, Paris, Texas News, Part 2, Page 7, uh, a suicide coke, in quotes, is not what a budding young Lothario would order when his best girl has turned him down. <laughs> wow. Journalists were so clever even back then. Um, what turned out, seems he doesn't really know what he wants, and this just is the best way to get some of all of it. We just go down to the fountain, squirting some of, of all for a suicide, the fountain girl explained. The other day, about six or seven year old, about a six or seven year old walked up and took his place at the fountain. He ordered a suicide Coke, but not without asking if the clerk knew what it meant. She did. The clerk nearby smiled knowingly and turned to another customer to tell them about uh, the two who had suicide Cokes and ended up at the doctor's office. Okay. So, okay. Wow. Though This is interesting. Somebody actually looked it up. Well, good for them. We learned something today, Michelle. Against yeah. all odds, yeah. we learned something. I didn't even know they had names. <laughs> uh, David DeNoyer said the best suicide is mixing all the slushies at Speedway slash 7-Eleven. Yeah, that would be good. Did you hear? I didn't know until recently, but um, 7-Eleven bought Speedway. No. So I hope I you're happy. I'm confused. I guess I like don't have any speedways and I don't really have that many seven elevens. Yeah. Either. I just have Wawa. Ah, Wawa. Well, anyway, I think it's time to get out of here. Although I could look, I could just sit here and talk to you while looking at Henwolf all day. Yeah. Look at that beautiful woman. Look at her face. Look at her little beauty mark on her noser. You can't see anything. Can I can't you? see it from here. <laughs> Um, but anyway, uh, thank you all for hanging out. That was a fun, that was a fun little stream. And, uh, now I'm going to go give Henwolf 1 million tiny kisses. So, and you're probably going to give gig some kind of affection, right? Right. Um, I mean, you I, better. I wasn't gonna, but I guess. <laughs> well, you, you all take care and sorry about the wind chime, Michelle. Thanks for listening. You can email us at thisshowisawkward at gmail.com or go to awkwardshow.com or whatever. See you next time. <laughs>